Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Earn Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Prophet, coming to you from Wichita, Kansas. And with me, as always, I have Johnny Bowen from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum and Podcast Center. Welcome back, 2023, first recording of the year. Great to be back in the museum. In fact, uh, we had a busload of guests today from Egypt. <laughs> okay. Egypt, Mississippi. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's close to Oklahoma, Mississippi. So um, <laughs> they came to the door and said, we want to see an old fossil. I said, you're looking at him. So, you know, <laughs> good to be back in the museum broadcasting live tonight. There we go. It looks like you've cleaned up a little bit. You swept the floors and picked up the wrapping paper gift wrap. This gift hiding and gift wrapping center uh, during the holiday season. But uh, all that has been eradicated. Uh, we're up and running uh, at, at full strength now. Well, Johnny, a couple of weeks ago, we had on Johnny Tribbett with the Bluxy Shuckers. And so it's kind of confusing talking to Johnny and Johnny. Well, tonight it's going to be confusing because we have Eric and Eric. We have special guest Eric Lichtenberg joining us today. How are you, Eric? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. The Very talented and very generous with his time and talents, Mr. Lichtenberg. So we appreciate you joining us. And Eric, like we usually like to do, we just start off with what hats we're wearing. So can you tell everybody what hat you have today? Yeah, so I'm wearing the uh, the Duluth Superior Dukes. They were a founding member of the Northern League back in 1993. Uh, they were uh, in Duluth from 93 to 2002 before they moved to Kansas City to become the Kansas City T-Bones, uh, which are okay. now the Kansas City Monarchs. Okay, yeah. I'm familiar with uh, both the Monarchs and the T-Bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, they Wichita had an old uh, independent team, the Wichita Wingnuts, that would play the T-Bones. They folded or stopped playing back in 2018, so they never played them as the Monarchs. But I am familiar with that, uh, the team that's now that's in Kansas City. So awesome, yep, sharp-looking hat. Thanks. And then the, the St. Paul Saints were also a part of that founding Northern League at the time in 93. That's right. Yeah, I do. I forgot about that. Yep. Mm -hmm. The wing nuts would play in the Saints as well. And then I kind of forgot about that because obviously now they're AAA of the Minnesota mm -hmm. Twins. So it's something that I completely uh, slipped my mind. But yep, you're definitely right. The Saints were part of the most recently the American Association. So very sharp looking hat. Mr. Bullen, what do you have today? Well, this uh, was a gift from the CFO uh, for Christmas. I was really excited about my Miami Marlins, the City Connect. Their homage to the Havana Sugar Kings, which I know you proudly have one of their T-shirts. Uh, and I've given this hat the nickname Sugar Daddy. So this is Sugar Daddy. <laughs> Shout out to the very delicious caramel candy and to 1980s uh, country duo, the Bellamy Brothers, with the hit single Sugar Daddy. So I'm wearing the Marlin City Connect Sugar Daddy hat tonight. It wouldn't be a Johnny Bullen hat without a nickname. <laughs> and tonight i am wearing the wichita windsor just their marvel logo it's kind of a tritone it has kind of a darker navy in the back and then the front part um it's kind of a lighter blue and then the brim or bills are red um it's uh their mascot uh wendy the pegasus but the pegasus kind of is a little more fierce looking um with a big kind of wing over most of the body um, a lot of people say they love that logo love that version of the pegasus so I have that, and unfortunately, I don't have a Saints or a Twins hat to honor uh, Eric this evening, but the closest thing I can have is the AA affiliate of the Twins, so I have my Wendy Pegasus Marvel uh, Windsurge hat today. That's a nice-looking hat. I like I like them both. Nice job, guys. 
don't think I, I don't think that Duke's hat. Now this is a, again, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm always dating myself, Eric. I remember seeing that in the old uh, Major Dreams minor league catalog, mm-hmm. yeah, or catalog where they would mm-hmm. have the parent club and then have all the affiliates or the different leagues. Mm-hmm. And I always admired that hat from uh, afar, uh, from my catalog days. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. That's how I learned a lot about uh, minor league teams back in the 90s was just paging through that catalog and looking through all the hats and uh, learning about all the teams and where they're from. Oh, yeah, that was me and my coworkers would fight over that catalog with mm-hmm. slow time at the old insurance office because it just had so many cool hats. And, and like you that's kind of how I learned about minor league baseball and all these cool hats and the affiliates and mm-hmm. who was affiliated with, with whom and, and such as that was through the catalog. Not that the internet's not great, but I, I'm old man, old school. I like that catalog in my hand, just flipping through and they really had some cool stuff. In fact, one of my first minor league hats I ever purchased was from them and it was the old Quad City River Bandits, the ball and Mm-hmm. bandana logo we used that for our men's softball team uh one year uh we had one of the great contrasting nicknames of all time we were the first baptist church outlaws so <laughs> <laughs> with that as our official hat for church league men's softball the uh the old uh ball and bandana logo which is still one of my all-time favorite minor league logos <laughs> well eric i was gonna talk a little bit so kind of right over your shoulder so you have uh, it's the old school. It says Major League Baseball standings and has the little helmet. So everybody knows Paul Caputo as far as ice cream helmets go. Uh, but he is affectionately referred to as, I believe, the godfather of ice cream helmets. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that, kind of how you got started with the ice cream helmet collecting and a little bit about your website, everything like that, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. So I, I started collecting helmets, I think, when I was a kid, kind of unofficially, uh, just collecting them through you know, picking them up at a Dairy Queen or uh, it was, we had a couple of Baskin Robbins locations here in the, some local malls that obviously buy a Sunday and get a helmet with it. Um, and then fast forward, you know, I'm finishing up college. I get my own place and I rediscovered my collection of helmets and, and learned that I was short a few to kind of complete that full Major League Baseball set. And then I, I went onto eBay and, and found uh, those missing helmets and then completed the collection. And then I learned there's a lot more helmets out there that I didn't know of. So my collection quickly grew and then uh, it became to be just large enough where like I wanted to document it. I wanted to to put it online almost like a virtual display. So I created the website and I was also more curious on like how did these helmets start? How far did they go back? Who made them? Um, so I started documenting them and I, I created my website. Um, I think it was back in 2007 or eight. And that's where it's kind of been ever since. It's, it's a little outdated. Um, I'd like to uh, build a new website. I'm actually in the process of taking photos of all the helmets just at a higher resolution, creating a, a site that that catalogs them. I get a lot of interest from other collectors who are, uh, you know, oh, you know, I, I just learned about this one, or where did you find that one? And uh, so learning that it's a learn to be it's a great resource for other collectors. Yeah, you've. Uh, we, I think you and I have traded at least once or twice before because I'm a big ice cream helmet collector as well. And then you also have done for myself and then for others kind of some custom helmets. So tell us a little bit about. So you're is graphic design what you do full time, or tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a I am a graphic designer um, by day, helmet collector by night. I call myself. Um, so I do work for a marketing agency here in Minneapolis. 
Um, but I do a lot of freelance work on the side as well. But uh, yeah, I, I started making custom helmets. There were some logos uh, out there that I'm like, gosh, that would look really cool on a helmet. Uh, even some like All-Star Game logos uh, that I thought would look cool on a helmet. And even when Major League Baseball released kind of their those spring training hats, uh, you know, years back, I thought, well, that'd be cool on a helmet. So uh, at the time I was working at a sign shop uh, and I had uh, some extra vinyl paper and I started making my own custom helmets decided to throw a few on eBay to see how they do and they kind of took off and I was able to connect with a lot of collectors and I've really been able to meet a lot of other collectors and you know they come come to me and say hey you know I, I went to a, a game and they didn't have a helmet uh, and my son and I collect these these ice cream sundae helmets and would like to complete my collection or my road trip so I'm always happy to help people make uh, custom helmets uh, made a lot of high school helmets college helmets for people who you know obviously have their own personal collection. So yeah, that's, it's kind of a, a fun hobby. Yeah. Johnny, I don't know if you see. And so Eric did a few custom for me. He did a new Orleans baby cakes, custom helmet for me, did a Wichita Wranglers and even the old Wichita arrows um, amongst a few others. And if you haven't seen it, go out and check out. So you've also kind of done a little bit of our, some of our friends uh, logos. I believe you did Patrick Larson's logo mm -hmm. for his hat history series. And then uh, Mike Sellers up to chat. So do awesome work on all these logos. So if you go out there, you can see some of Eric's work. It's very cool to see. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Eric, you do fantastic work. Those are some really, really cool logos. I, I just started last year. I've got a few helmets now uh, myself. I got two, the latest two with the Somerset Patriots and the bacon logo for Lehigh Valley. Those were courtesy of the great George Falkowski. He does pay me to say that. So uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Came nice. a few weeks ago. So I, I've got uh, maybe around 20-ish, I think, mm -hmm. uh, that, that I've got displayed here on a, on a shelf. And so they're they're great collectible, really neat. That was something new last year. I, I did not have one ice cream helmet till last year. And Eric's been very gracious. And Brother Joe Prophet uh, as well, sending helmets. And Leon Smith and other folks have, have sent sent me helmets, which is just a great collectible. Really is neat. Yeah, they're right up there with the stadium cups. You know, that's a nice, you know, kind of twofold not only do you get something out of it at the ballpark, but then you take it home and it's a souvenir. They really look nice display. You know, they mm -hmm. really, as you well know, it's just a, it's a little part of the game you bring home and, and just the cool logos. Probably my favorite is, uh, this will be a shocker to everybody, the Solid Teal Marlins <laughs> uh, ice cream helmet is my, is my absolute favorite. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Marlins Teal, and that's probably my favorite. I probably shouldn't have a favorite. But that is the favorite one in this uh, collection now. Well, you know, uh, Eric, um, I just wanted to ask you, I know that you're a Twins fan. I just had a, a couple Twins-related uh, questions I wanted to ask tonight. First, what did you think of the recent rebrand? Was that a yay or a nay or sort of in the middle? I, I would say I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm getting to be more of a yay. Yeah, I was I was really nervous leading up to it. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, there was a lot of things that I liked, and there was a few things that uh, are still growing on me, like the the new uh, M cap with the what we call the Northern Star in the middle. Uh, I was a little bit of a surprise to a lot of fans. It's been received okay here. I think a lot of people were hoping that they maybe go back to the old M logo, but it's it's quite a change. It's, it's very new, uh, and I would say a lot of the more older generation is is not a fan. 
a lot of the other people um, that I've talked to, uh, a little bit of the younger generation, I like it because it's something new, it's something fresh. But I really like their new alternate, the Twin Cities, kind of a cream uniform with um, Twin Cities across the chest and the new cap with, uh, it's all, it's a very, very, I would say, light cream colored TC logo on the hat is nice. I like the simplification of uh, the Twins logo. Um, and I like the new road uniforms. They brought back the uh, the Navy pinstripes on the road uniform with Minnesota arched across the front. So there's the things I liked, uh, the M logos growing on me. I think I just need to embrace it. Uh, one of these days I'll probably <laughs> pick up a cap and just embrace it. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I think it's it, it was a, a nice update. I agree with you. My favorite of that uh, set of logos, the new uniforms and everything was the Twin Cities. That is mm-hmm. really nice. Very, very sharp. New, but got kind of a classic feel, clean looking hat. Mm-hmm. I like the M hat. And I think once fans see it on the field, you know, in actual use versus seeing players modeling the new uniforms and actually see it, yeah, I, I think it will probably grow on the fans. And I know people say, oh, it looks like the, you know, the old Marlins, you know, from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago now. But I, I didn't really see that. I, I, I like it. I like that they went kind of retro, like you said, with the pinstripes but also something new and something fresh as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they did an excellent job with their recent rebrand. It's still, you don't have to wonder what team, you know, it, it's still. Yeah. It still feels like twins. the twins. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's They're, just a more modern take on the, on the whole uniform and, and logo set. Back in 1987, when they introduced the first M logo, from what I was told that a lot of people weren't happy with that, but you know, fast forward, you know, 30 years now, everyone wants that logo back. So maybe 30 years from now, we'll be clamoring for this new M with a Northern star hat back, but it's just change. Change can be hard, but um, for the most part, it's a, it's a nice, nice up- update. Yeah. I love, I've always loved that interlocking TC. That's always classic logo. Uh, next question I wanted to ask you, who is your favorite Minnesota twin of all time? Oh, of all time. Oh boy. I would say growing up, I was a big Kirby Puckett fan. When I think of twins, I always think of Kirby. And then through the years, uh, Tory Hunter, Joe Maurer, Justin Morneau, those are a lot of my favorites, but Kirby for sure. I saw the great Gary Gaetti toward the end mm-hmm. of his career. He was actually playing for the New Orleans Zephyrs, third for the Zephyrs. And we went to game. I was like, is that Gary Gaetti? <laughs> <laughs> You know, kind of the same thing uh, when I saw Carlos Baerga playing for the Zephyrs. Did not know he was on the team as well toward the end of his his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some great names from Twins history. I, I could kick myself. I had a chance years ago. Of course, he's passed now. Uh, he was appearing at Rickwood Field in Birmingham. Harmon Killebrew. Oh, yeah. Yep. Was uh, going to be the guest for the Rickwood Classic. And I taught myself how to go and and then, of course, you know the rest of the story. Yeah, you know? yeah. Of course, he has passed on last few years ago. But uh, yep. that would have really been cool to have met him, got an autograph, and mm-hmm. to have met one of the one of the all time greats. Probably, I would guess on the Twins route, uh, Mount Rushmore. I would imagine of great Minnesota Twins. Yeah, one of, one of the more popular Twins players for sure, and also one of the nicest uh, baseball autograph signatures I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that would I, I have been kicking myself for years. Mm-hmm. We were about five hours from Birmingham then. So it, was, it wasn't just like it was a 30 minute hour, two hour drive. It was going to be kind of uh, some planning and time and gas was 
four dollars a gallon or whatever what you know so mm-hmm. i well you know they'll be next year now there wasn't any i forgot who the guest was next year but it wasn't to that level of harm and kill brew and then eric and i had this conversation via direct message i uh, wanted to get your opinion on of course the twins twins and hollywood have went hand in hand of course in the not so loved major league three but you're i wanted to get your thoughts on little big league <laughs> <laughs> oh man. To, to be honest, I think I've only seen it a, a couple times, but I, I just remember being obviously shot at the or filmed at the Metrodome. And, and, and overall the movie just being okay. Uh I wouldn't say it's phenomenal or in my my top five of uh baseball movies, but I, I thought it was is decent. I tell you the thing I liked about the movie, and of course to me the component point of comparison's always been rookie of the year because they were kind of mm-hmm close you know and, and some similarities yeah rookie uh the difference between rookie of the year and little big league little big league actually had major league baseball players in it. yeah correct yeah had real players and my favorite line of the movie is do what you got to do junior but you got real like again carlos baerga when they played cleveland of course randy johnson lou Pinella. Mm-hmm. somebody pointed this out speaking of major league three Somebody pointed this out to me years ago that if you look in Major League Three, of course, enter at your own risk. And when they're at Roger Dorn's luxury suite at the Metrodome, there is a frame Lou Collins from Little Big League <laughs> Twins jersey oh, on. Oh, look at that. Okay. Okay. So they were paying kind of, I guess, homage to Little Big League in the not so great Major League Three. God. So I have to go back and watch that. I totally missed that. I've seen it a lot of times because it was, you know, it's there's a lot wrong with we we could talk we could do a whole podcast yeah. here wrong with Major League Three. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, somebody years ago said, Oh, you know they got a Lou Collins, you know, jersey. I said, Really? I said those movies have nothing to do with each other. But yet, when you look, it's just, of course, in, for a moment in the background, uh, there's a Lou Collins jersey on the wall. Nice. <laughs> Roger Dorn's owner's suite there at yeah. the Metro. Got a little Easter egg in there for you, yeah. I'll have to yeah, little, little rewatch Easter. that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not a big movie guy myself, but I really enjoy Little Big League. Like you said, uh, you know, I was big King Griffey Jr. fan. And of course he was in that. Now I know there's been a lot of movies where the bad guy or the villain kind of wins, but that one was kind of, to me, one of the first ones I remember. And obviously I'm not really spoiling anything. I don't think since that movie has been out forever, but at the end when junior robbed a home run essentially to end it. And then, so the twins didn't win the pennant or whatever. That was like one of the first movies was like, wait a minute, the, the good guy didn't mm-hmm. finish first or win or something. So that's kind of one I remember from that movie. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite baseball movies. Erica, I did want to ask a little bit. So you said you're in Minneapolis. So mm-hmm. uh, as you know, I'm a wind surge season ticket holder and more the double a of the uh, Minnesota Twins and then the St. Paul Saints uh, used to be um, independent. Now they're the AAA of the Minnesota Twins. Can you tell us a little bit? Because I'm sure you've gone to at least a few games, uh, St. Paul Saints. Tell us a little bit about the Saints and kind of what you like about them and the ballpark and kind of there. Because I think they've always been kind of like wacky promotions, maybe more so when they were independent, but maybe still do some now. Yeah, the the Saints play at a really nice uh, one of my favorite. Uh, I mean, I'm biased, but uh, one of the nicest stadiums I've I've been at for a minor league game. But uh, CHS Field, 
a great downtown ballpark. It's a great, uh, great spot to see a game. Nice open air stadium, great sight lines. But yeah, they were a AAA team a couple of years ago, elevated from uh, independent ball. Um, and yeah, they're known for their really kind of wacky promotions over the years, really pushing the envelope on a lot of that stuff. Some say it's been a little tamed since uh, they've been now part of minor league baseball, but uh, they still put on a very entertaining game. You're you're always there's always something going on between innings. They have a, a pig as a, a mascot that carries the the balls to the uh, umpire between the innings, and usually that has a funny name. Uh, I think this past year was um, five six three zero swine. Oh, yeah. uh, playoff playoff the uh, that song. Uh, then little porkette uh, off of the princes, that uh, little Corvette. So just some fun things that they do. There's been a, a nun for a long time that would give out back rubs or back massages in the back of the outfield stadium. So just you know haircuts, <laughs> you know left field, just you name it. They got something crazy going on all the time. But yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a great uh, great stadium and just a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to get up there yet. I need to go see a game both in, obviously, for the Twins, but also with the Saints, because almost the entire roster, I feel like, uh, in St. Paul has was in Wichita here somewhat recently, because there's been nights when I looked at the St. Paul Saints roster here this past season, and it's like, oh, yep, that pretty mm-hmm. much the entire team was in Wichita. And then now some of the guys that were in Wichita are now up with Minnesota, uh, Jose Miranda was here in Wichita, and he's with the Twins now. Uh, Hilberto Celestino, and then Matt mm-hmm. Walner got there right at the end of the year. So it's fun seeing the guys up close and personal here in Wichita, and then obviously when they're in Minnesota, or I'm sorry, in St. Paul, or in I think Celestino went straight up to Minnesota, and then I think it's gone back and forth a little bit now. But it's fun getting to see them play uh, higher levels now after getting to see them up close and personal. So. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to get up to the Twin City Twin Billing. I know you did stop by for a little bit to hang out with our friends there, but hopefully I'll get a chance to get up there sometime, run into you at a game, hopefully, and check out that stadium, check out the teams up there. Yeah, absolutely. Love to go to a game sometime, and both of you guys are welcome. To Happy to give you a tour of the Twin Cities or maybe meet up at a game sometime. There we go. That'd be great. And yeah, if you ever get a chance to make it to to Wichita, it'd be fun. Check out the ballpark, see the Twins AA affiliate. Stadium's yeah, been be cool. around. Um, they played just two seasons, so it's still pretty new and was built uh, for a AAA team. We're supposed to have Johnny's uh, AAA Miami Marlins, and then now we're Eric's AA Minnesota Twins. So kind of crazy how that ended up, but beautiful ballpark intended for AAA team. So nice big ballpark, kind of an open concourse. You can walk all the way around and a uh, nice view and everything. And they're going to do here over the next couple of years, kind of some development in the outfield. I think they're going to put in like a hotel and stuff. So they're doing kind of like a little ballpark village. So probably not this season, but I think by next year it should be up and looks pretty not a lot better than it already does, which it does now. So if you get a chance here in the next couple of years, it should be pretty nice in the downtown area where the ballpark's at now. Nice. Cool. That sounds, that sounds really nice. Eric, one of the segments we do is the profit and loss. And uh, the profit is just something that you've gained or earned by being a fan of baseball, whether that's a Twins fan, a Saints fan, you know, helmet collecting, anything like that. Any uh, gain or profit you can think of? Uh, Profit would be obviously just uh, adding more helmets to the collection with all the the collectors I've met through Twitter and 
uh, this baseball community. But I know a lot of people on your podcast also respond with just the the, the people you meet, which I can certainly echo that. Uh, the interactions I've had with a lot of people in the community has just been fantastic. And also just continuing to hear all these great baseball stories that all these uh, content creators put out, like especially like you guys do, really just kind of, especially for me in Minnesota where it's cold, it, it gets my baseball fix here in the winter. So that, that those have all been huge uh, profits for me. What time of the year is it? May, June, before it finally starts to warm up there? Yeah, it varies. But yeah, it really starts thawing out March or April, right right, right when the opening day starts. But April and May can be pretty cold and wet too. So sooner that snow is gone and baseball can start, the better. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Um, I guess I did want to ask real quick. So the uh, Twin Stadium now is outdoor. It's not, they don't have a retractable roof, do they? No, it's, uh, it is open. Yep. So when they went from the indoor stadium now to what they have how did that go over i mean was there kind of a big reaction from the the fans or anything about that yeah and there's still a lot of fans that think they should have a retractable roof and i'm in the camp of you know keep it open baseball is meant to be played outside you can't trade you know a nice june or july evening uh at target field uh, i would rather sit through a couple cold rainy wet games to to get a nice you know june july august season of, of outdoor baseball. Um, for the most part, everyone enjoys it. Uh, there's still a good crowd in most Twins games. Obviously, the the, the play uh, obviously helps if, if they're better, but uh, even if they're not, it's still a great time. Yeah, I just kind of thought of that. I'm like, well, I know you guys did have the the dome at one point. Mm -hmm. Now it's uh, open. So I was just curious if that was kind of a big thing back when that happened. But it was. Uh, there's still, yeah, like I said, a lot of concern about you know weather. But again, baseballs, I feel like should be played outside. The yeah. dome was was nice. It served its purpose. Um, everyone hated it. But, you know, <laughs> now that it's gone, it's like, oh, sometimes sometimes you do miss the dome. <laughs> Yeah, those colder games, but yeah, for sure. Uh, and then on the flip side, then of the profit is the loss. So, uh, any Minnesota twin, one of your favorite players get traded, any series that they lost, anything else along those lines you can think of as far as the loss goes? Well, as a twins fan, I think we've got a, a, a long streak of losing playoff, uh, <laughs> that's true seasons. I, I think I, I remember seeing a stat here during the playoffs here last fall. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have won more playoff games in the twins in the last like 18 years. Uh, and that was because Seattle was the first time they've been in the playoffs in 18 years. So, yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason the, the Yankees seem to be our, our kryptonite and we just can't get out of the first round. So I'm hoping to change that in a few years, but that's a, a big, a big loss. And then also the, the money I spend on buying helmets on, on eBay, <laughs> it's a big loss. <laughs> I understand that for sure. Well, Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been a lot of fun getting to chat with you today. Um, is there anywhere online? Yeah, I know you mentioned your website, but you kind of want to uh, do some updates on that. Anything on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that where people can follow you? Yeah, just follow me on, on Twitter at E Lichtenberg. Uh, and then uh, my website for uh, ice cream Sunday helmets are elichtenberg.com slash EHC. That's Eric's Helmet Collection, EHC. Perfect. Well, again, we just appreciate you joining us. It's been fun chatting with you coming from afar on Twitter. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll get a chance to either meet up in Wichita, um, up in Minnesota or somewhere else completely different um, at some point. It's uh, such a pleasure having you on and make sure you go out, follow Eric, check out his website, follow him on Twitter and then follow us. We're Earn Fun Average. Average is AVG on both Instagram and Twitter. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. America, lower your standards.
average is what these guys do best. 